Now batting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Wednesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. Means the boys are here. Well, last Mike Vitale and plus Stephanie Griffin. Griff, welcome to the show today. Hey, Griff. Thank you for having me. I am Johnny Depp, and alongside me, Amber Heard. Van, how are you? Well, I didn't empty out my bowels on anyone's pillow, so the bar has been set very low by Amber Heard. So I'm fantastic. She sucks, huh? Oh my God, she sucks so bad. She's an idiot, huh? I don't think I've ever seen any of her movies. Like, I saw Aquaman. I didn't watch Aquaman. It's not good. Yeah. Too sexual. I don't know what she's really been in. <laughs> hey, hey, let me go to the Googs real quick, guys. Yeah. Guys, we didn't make it two minutes into the show. I'm going I'm going to the Googs. Is that what the kids call it? The Googs? The Googs. Uh, they probably are way cooler than us and don't automatically default to the big dog they're the youth are probably duck duck go people i saw they just got exposed they're not the thing they said they were they actually give all your data over to microsoft and everyone who's super hip was like this is a travesty and everyone else who's regular is like no this is a regular this is literally how it works so they are who you thought they were yeah and you let them off the hook you let them off the hook all right, here are the movies that I've seen with Amber Heard. Now, I could not tell you the role she played in this movie because I do not remember. I've seen the Aquaman movies. Okay. Didn't realize there were two of them, but I've seen the, at least the one. Oh, the next one's not out. So I've seen one Aquaman movie. I've seen Zombieland. I don't know what she was in that movie. I don't either. What was she in Zombieland? No clue. Was she a zombie? I would assume. I've seen Justice League. Did you see Pineapple Express? She's in that. Oh, okay. I didn't know she's in Pineapple Express. I love Pineapple Express. Okay. I've seen Magic Mike XXL. I have not. Oh, my gosh. You're missing out. Again, too sexual. Go on it. Let's do it. I even Genuine was just in town. <laughs> Doggy's in town like every other week. Is he really? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Speaking of concerts, did you see Nelly's coming? Uh, are you messing with us? No. no. He's Fred? coming with like three other co- like country singers. I don't know why. Did I not send you a text inviting you to sit in our suite at Nelly this Sunday? Because <laughs> we are going. How many seats we got left? Uh, I don't know. I'll get another suite. I'll figure it out. What is it sit? 20-something, right? So we'll have 20-something friends of the show there. Andale, andale, mama. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny you say that because it's been an ongoing joke on this uh, show. How the only artist that Fred knows in this whole world is Nelly. Nelly is from my hometown. So I feel like a special connection. You know, Griff, the way you're connected to Exhibit? Same thing. You know how you're a big Exhibit fan? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. I know there's an Amber Heard movie. That Machete I... Kills? <clears throat> the Rum Diary. I don't know what that is. That's where she unfortunately met Johnny Depp. 
Okay, so North County I saw. Have you seen North County? Nope. So let me tell you a little bit about this film. Please do. So North County is a 2005 film starring Charlize Theron. And this started my hatred of Charlize Theron. Oh, no. Yeah, because this film is about like this... Like, single mother who maybe caught, like, some abuse as a kid and the town wouldn't believe her. It was a big cover-up. It's like this social kind of energy movie or whatever. I, I know how you hate single mothers. Oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah. So it was not for me. I don't hate single mothers. Because <laughs> it had Woody Harrelson in it, and he wasn't even funny. And I was like, why would you cast Woody Harrelson and just waste it? Make him serious? Yeah, like, what are you doing? Like, true detective Woody Harrelson? True Detective Woody Harrelson slaps. Yes. Absolutely slaps. So I'm going to give you the final ruling on this thing. So it's $2 million to the way of Amber Heard. Why? First off, why? I didn't understand Defamation. Did you say defecation? Yes. You had to replace that bed? That's an expensive bed. <laughs> Two bills. How can she defile herself? She wrote the article. You can't even defile yourself. Is that another Nelly song? No, I think it's it's one of those 90s butt rock bands. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about? That sound, the way you s sang that, it sounds like Imagine Dragons. That's Okay, so Imagine Dragons is the butt rock bands of all bands. Okay, again, what's butt rock? You know, it's like Imagine Dragons. like Oh, like skinny jeans or butts hanging out? Is that no, the reference? No, you're thinking of 80s like... I don't even know like if we can... Like a Nickelback or something? Or yeah. A like rock... Cold... Well, skinny jeans stuff is like rock rock, but replace R with a C. So that is like from like the 70s and 80s, big hair kind of rock. Oh. Then there, I there, replace there, it with a C. Yeah. I got you. Then there was grunge rock. Which, Genital rock, if you Yes. Would. Yeah, if you would. Midsection rock. But the one that rhymes... Crotch rock. Crotch rock is yeah. great. Uh-huh. Like Yacht Rock, but Krat Rot. What? You're <laughs> thinking of Croatian Rock. That's, Thank you. That's what I was trying to that's get to. Kraut Rock. And then there was a legitimate form of entertainment, which was Grunge Rock. So Grunge Rock slaps. Grunge Rock is actual music. And then after that, there was E6 and like Sixpence, oh, None the Richer. That pop punk kind of thing? Yeah. All, like, the, all the Green Day's kids? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about. That was hot garbage. That's the worst rock. I'm glad I grew up through grunge. I'm very fortunate. Same. Yeah. If, if, I, if my only exposure to rock and roll music was Ben Folds, I would go, what? I don't disparage anybody. For their own personal style. Right. But a lot of dudes wore eyeliner in the early 2000s. Like more than the 80s. So that's different. That's some 41. That's like, that's that's a different thing. Okay. That's um like take off your pants and jacket. That's, that's like Blink-182. Is that a cake album? It's a Blink-182 album. Oh, is it? Yes, it is. But I that's like it. an emotional rock. Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. Emo. That, so when they cried, oh, it's it emo, was, yeah, yeah, emo, emo came right after the pop punk. Also, I think eyeliner really caught on when Johnny Depp wore it as that pirate as in that everyone? movie. <laughs> Has there been movies where Johnny Depp doesn't wear eyeliner? There are two dudes that rock, three dudes that really rock eyeliner. Okay. Johnny Depp, check. The Undertaker, check. Derek Carr, Billy Idol. 
There are four dudes. <laughs> what about Alice Cooper? All right, miss me with that. Miss me with that. From the texture, Fred is the fam of the fantasy league, and I don't, I can't argue with that. The Tommy Fam reference. Yeah, I would never lay my hand on anyone. Also, P H A M, not F A M. From the live chat, thank you for all this adjacent yacht rock talk. Hey, since we had our yacht rock talk, I've been going through a Michael McDonald phase. Because your phone was listening to you, and that's what it's been recommending to you on no, Spotify I, I, and Big Brother's part of your life, and you I, won't admit it? I physically search for it. Like, okay. I put out effort to yeah. find good Michael McDonald songs. Not hard. Not hard at all. I, there's a bunch of good ones. Yeah. It's mostly the Doobie Brothers, but Michael McDonald slaps, bro. Yes. Yeah. I keep forgetting the song that Warren G. and Nate Dogg's Regulators was based off. Yeah, Michael hey, McDonald come, hit. Let's come back to that. Well, hold yeah. on. Radio edit. that one. Radio edit. I think I don't think there's any curse words in that. I don't know enough to know. The Michael McDonald, not regulators. Oh. So two million goes to Amber Heard because Johnny Depp ashamed her publicly. But fifteen million goes to Johnny Depp from Team Heard. Now here's the thing, girls and guys and gals and fots. Amber Heard ain't got no fifteen million dollars. She got Aquaman money. She don't. Really? No. You ever see the pay scale in Hollywood? She spent it all on laxatives? Well, okay. I see what you did there. And it started off like this. Johnny Depp was like, listen, I'm going to sue you for 50 mil for defamation. And then Heard was like, listen, I'm going to sue you for 100 mil. Countersue. Defamation. And like regular people, you, I, Griff... Steven Johnston is about to join us in a moment to talk about Manzano High School football and their big golf scramble coming up. We're all like, those aren't real numbers. Yeah, yeah. $100 million is not a real number. You can't just can't just make up a number, Johnny. No. Especially Amber. Look, you know what it should have been? What's that? $22.5 million. All right, why is that? Because that's what he was going to get paid for Pirates of the Caribbean 6, which look out for. It's coming. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. The tomorrow they're going to start production. If, if it's a Disney property, it's basically already done. Like they they CGI'd in like, and if you're on the live stream right now at Talk ABQ, you're about to see me do my Johnny Depp from Pirates of the Caribbean impersonation walk. But they already have <laughs> so many of like green screen Johnny Depp going. Whoa! Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what he should have get got paid twenty two point five yeah. million because. That article where the liar, Amber Heard, put out there in the ether cost him $22.5 million because they stopped making Pirate 6. I don't know of any other losses beyond that. He's still Johnny Depp. Oh, he's 100% Johnny Depp. Kevin Spacey's already working again. Like, how bad do you have? What do you got to do, do, do? So today I learned. I didn't know that. Yeah. With Johnny Depp in this Amber Heard trial, obviously they're going to make a movie out of it. Who do you think should play Johnny Depp? Johnny Depp. Oh, yeah, I would that's say Johnny Depp. Pretty spot on. Yeah, that's. You ever see like those? They should do it like a episodic, to where every new scene of the trial reenacted. He's a different one of his characters. Like he's okay, the Mad Hatter, yeah, that's very and then he's Hunter S. Thompson, and then he's. Whatever the pirate's name is, Jack so, Sparrow. So I think two things. They should just he should give up the money and say, Look, I'll give it to domestic violence Aww. for both sides, you know, people who attack each other. And then um he should just 
actually say I'll be satisfied with a pub. Like she should get up, do a oh, public news, shaming? Thing, yes. news thing, and say sorry. Like Shame. sorry that I did that. Blah blah. Put blah, her blah. on the gallows. She's all saying. good and stuff. Shame. And you just, hey, Griff, I would go with you. If they did it like somewhere that was easily accessible by direct flight. Yeah, we could all like throw tomatoes at her. I'd put you on my shoulders. I would say, shame. From the texter, Disney should now sue Amber Heard for losing a billion okay, that's on a good Pirate point. 6. Because movies are back now. But let me tell you, Disney is going to make an absolute killing off of this next Pirate 6 okay. because of all the free publicity that Johnny Depp was the good guy the whole time. From the live chat, the the poop emoji would play Amber Heard. Strong work. <laughs> Strong work. They should also make um, Halloween costumes out of every outfit Amber Heard wore to the <sighs> yeah, trial. That's actually very good, too. The collection. The coll- the Amber Heard um, <sighs> court collection. Griff, you're dialed in on this right now. Very good. That's Strong work. And the, like the worst part, if we're being 100% transparent here, I know we've got to go to break. Josh is joining us in two minutes. Is that correct? Yes. Josh Sushan will be joining us in two minutes. Voice of the isotopes, Josh Sushan. Not, just, not just any Josh Sushan. No. no. It, is, it is a damn shame that Saturday Night Live is over. Like the season finale was last week, and they're not going to be able to capitalize on this. And I'm, I'm sad. I'm sad that pop culture was robbed of that. Kristen Wiig could have probably pulled off a really strong Amber Heard decision. You're not wrong. That's really good casting. My eyes just filled up. My eyes watered up. I'm tearing up. That's really good. That's strong work. Also, I don't know if she's still a regular cast member. I mean, you can bring them back anytime. They do do that. Tina Fey comes back all the time. I didn't know. Yeah. I'm a big Saturday Night Live guy. Always have been. 50. Two minutes from Josh, and then after that, this is going to be a fun one today. So Stephen Johnston is going to join us, and he's the head football coach over at Manzano. they got a big fundraiser coming up. We're going to talk about that. Also, uh, I, like, I like talking about the state of high school football. That's a big deal to me. So we're going to get an update on what's going on in the community. We are two men on. Oh, well, all right, we're actually two men behind the break. So my bad. Steph, Josh can't hear us according to the text, so you're going to have to figure that out on your end. A little backdoor production stuff there. Tuman on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Spend our evenings at Hollow Spirits. And welcome to the team, Teller Vodka. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. This is not the all-day Nelly soundtrack that we requested, Griff. Hey, Ma, how you doing? It's your son now. And I picked up the mic and put the drugs down. I think Friday we got to do all Nelly. I agree. Yeah, Friday's going to be all Nelly. Forget what I just said. Friday is for Nelly. Also, I'm calling in on Friday. Okay, awkward. (laughs) It's also when we're giving our Top Gun Maverick breakdown. Joining us on the program, Josh Sushan, voice of the Albuquerque Isotopes. And we need to know, Josh, is the clubhouse split between Johnny and Amber? Like, how does everyone feel? (laughs) I have not done a, a straw poll just yet. Right. Do you need to no. come back to the show after you do that? Is that what you're saying? This is um, what I'm saying is that you need to let me know that I need to do these straw polls. Okay, I just thought it was just thought it was talking. It's got to be overwhelmingly Johnny. It's got to be overwhelming, just like the rest of the human population. I would agree with that. Who's not Amber Heard's family or paid lawyers? Her family suitor. It was Johnny Depp. Fair. 
Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's why the, the boys struggled last night. Maybe they were spending so much time breaking down the case. I couldn't sleep last night either. That they, uh, you know, had, had trouble with with the day job. Well, and you, job. you were so, like, obviously you were still coming down from seeing Maverick, and then you were getting excited to get, like, the insight on, on baseball rule changes in minor league baseball, and then you had to do your day job in between. You've been on a roller coaster of emotion this week, Josh. Yeah, especially when the boys fall behind 7-2 to two after two innings. That's not then, great. You know, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, less than ideal. That's, I mean, I mean, what can you do, though? Like, I'm not trying to be that guy. But, but yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, I mean, but if it's like, well, you can't start hot. Okay, you're not, you got one strong finish on the year. You get the one walk off. But it's like, it's like you got to, you just got to chip. It's a game, it's cliche. It's a game of streaks, you know, but you put a couple together in a row and sometimes it doesn't go your way and today's the next day. Crooked yeah. numbers, baby. You know, I was it was it was fun to talk to Joe Martinez today to to dive deeper into all the experimental rules. Was he cool? Yeah, he was cool. Yeah, you know. And before we started, I told him, I said, uh, so you know, I, I talked to a bunch of our players and coaches and other scouts and broadcasters, so I have a, a variety of different like questions from people, not just me. And he goes, "Oh boy, this sounds fun." Uh, and I wasn't sure if he was being sarcastic uh, or if he was. And I was like, "No, no, no, I don't want to make it seem like you're going to get attacked here." You know, it was a fun discussion about why they're doing it and what the data shows so far and all that good stuff. How long did you sit down? Uh, we went about an hour. Ooh. Oh, okay. okay. So you're going to put a little sample out there, and then you're going to put the rest of it behind your Patreon, and you're going to become filthy rich. That's your plan? <laughs> I wish I was that smart. <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay. No, I'm just going to give it all away for free. So what, what? Did, what, did he say, what did he say about my question about TV time? Did he say they're just going to fill up all the pace of play with uh, new commercials and I'm going to have to uh, just hit my DVR button more times? I think that was Van's question, not yours. Are you stealing Van's thunder? Okay. Like, clichely, Van piggybacked off me, repackaged it, okay. delivered it as his own, but, I mean, I know what it is. Okay. All right. You know, you know I mean, if, if if this, if put it this way, if it happens in the major leagues the way it's happening in the minor leagues, then that's not the case, right? I mean, it's not, like you're, it's not like you're lengthening the commercial breaks in the minor leagues. If anything, I come back from a commercial break and I start talking immediately because here comes the pitch, you know? I, I thought, what was my biggest my biggest takeaway was that the there, so there's a rule that you can only pick over to first base twice per at bat right and yeah. that also includes the catcher picking over that also includes you stepping off the rubber and faking like you're going to pick over that also includes the catcher going in front of the plate and going through the signs for the inf- infielders in case there is a uh, like a double seal or something like that they're all called in disengagements and what I kind of understood but didn't completely understand is that you must have that rule in order for the pitch clock rule to work. Because if you can just step off the rubber as many times as you want and there's no penalty, then you can just easily manipulate the pitch clock, which yeah. is what happened between 2015 and 2021. So there's a lot of people who say, well, like, well, you're changing the strategy. They don't like that there's, you, know, you can only pick over twice per at bat. And I understand, but you can't do one without the other. So that was one of my bigger takeaways from it. Back to um, the time-shaving efforts, uh, to the commercial break. Is it going to be an absolutely strict, regulated time in between half innings? I mean, it is right now. It is in the majors and in the minors. I mean, there's there's a clock even in Major League Baseball for how long in between innings. Now, when you get to the playoffs, that clock is longer because there's more commercials in the playoffs. And so that's something that Major League Baseball needs to figure out with Fox and with CBS. And all that kind of stuff. And even with, like, pitching changes and things like that. But the the idea that you're going to shave off 30 minutes of action and add 30 minutes of commercials, like, no. Come on. Yeah, but you got 18 half innings. So, like, there's 18 more minutes of commercials, maybe more. 
And That's some, just what I assume. And on my no. side, like what I've seen is sometimes, ideally, yeah, it the games could end early, but a lot of times it doesn't because there's injuries, there's pitching changes. So I mean, sometimes it's the exact same amount as a regular game was. Well, that's a good question right there too, Josh. So, do you think that managers and teams will will make an effort to to slow it to their rate and their pace in an effort to control the 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 opposing team? Soccer flops everywhere. Yep. Um, no, I mean it's that's really hard to do, and and that's where the umpires basically just have to use their discretion and and decide. Like, I mean, that's the other part about umpires is that you run the game. It's not just implementing the rules; it's actually running the game. You know, I mean, shoot, last night's game was ten to three and finished in two hours and fifty nine minutes. That's a good point. You know, yeah, that's a super good point. <laughs> what do, so what we have we... seen the, the we have seen the the time of game start to increase over about the last week and a half, and some of that was natural because. There's more offense as it warms up and you get into summer. And then also I think that players were probably rushing themselves initially because they were scared of violations just because Mm. it was new. And now, like a really good shortstop has this internal clock where they know exactly how much time they have. They're not trying to get the runner out by four steps. They're just trying to get the runner out, period. And so I think you're starting to see that with hitters and pitchers more where they just understand, okay, I have 14 seconds. I have 14 seconds. I don't have to be done in 10 or 11. You know what I mean? So I, I think that that's why the, the pace is starting to creep up a little bit. But it's still, I mean, overall, we're still way down than what we were. All right, so I need some advice. What are we going to do with my favorite pitcher, the baby-rocking Luis Garcia of the Houston Astros? There's no way he fits in into that clock. Well, he, well he's going to have to adapt, you know. But, okay, so put it this way. I knew that Joe Martinez was not going to answer my question of which rule is going to come to Major League Baseball next year. So I tried to dance around it. So I asked him, what is the criteria for which minor league rule is go- is most likely to be moved to the major leagues? And he said, number one, it needs to work. And he said, number two, it has to be something where we're not going to get huge blowback from people on field where they're going to be so irate that it's not worth it. And he said, and number three, it has to make the product better. And then I asked him, out of all of the rules that you've been experimenting with, which one do you think works? And he said, the pitch clock. So in my mind, there's a 99% chance that we're going to see the pitch clock next year. The question is whether it's, 14 seconds with nobody on base and 19 seconds with somebody on base like it currently is in the minor leagues, or whether they tweak that a little bit if they go 15 and 19 or 13 and 20 or exactly how they tweak that. But, you know, it, it might be that they give, you know, a couple of weeks of, um, of, of warm-up like they did in the minor leagues. It might be that they just say, you've got spring training to practice this, you know, type of thing. Um, but the bottom line is I think it's coming. And what I ultimately think is going to be the difference is if Justin Verlander and Mike Trout and Shohei Otani and insert any other superstar who has garnered the respect of his peers, if they say, I'm all right with it, or I like it, or I'm going to, I'm going to go for it and give it you know, an open mind, if the leaders of the sport say that they're down, then the rank and file will follow. So you don't think it's like at the end of the, of the pitch clock that we'll hear like the Mario – and Luigi, like, speed up noise that we play at the end of this show. <laughs> nice. You don't think it'll be that? Well, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know for sure. But I, I, I can tell you that that if the minor leagues was any example, with every day the players adapted a little bit faster and a little bit better. And so in all likelihood, let's say this thing starts on opening day next year. Then the entire month of April the discussion is going to be about all of these worst-case scenarios. Yeah. And there's going to be a couple of things that happen, and that's going to fill up everyone's feed, and it's going to be the talking points on radio and everywhere. And then as the season goes along, everyone's going to adapt. And by the time you get to the postseason, everyone will be so versed in it that it's not going to be an issue. And, you know, to me, it's 
it's not the letter of the law, but it's the intent. So, you know, if you're keeping guys in the batter's box and if it's not 14 seconds every time and every so often it's 15 or 6, no big deal. I mean, you're still getting the same result, you know. Yeah. So, to me, that makes a ton of sense. Uh, talking a little bit about Petey Lambert tonight. He threw a gym the last time against Sugarland, uh, or not Sugarland, Round Rock. So, does he still got that juice in him? Is he, is he looking to make a big impact tonight? So we got to remember with Peter Lambert, he had Tommy John surgery in 2020. Welcome he missed back. all of that year. 2021, he was basically rehabbing the whole year. And then he had a setback in spring training. And so the Rockies have been taking it very, very cautious with him. He went one inning, then he went two innings, then he went three innings. And now his rehab assignment is officially over. I mean, and so now it's no longer a medical thing. Now he's just like any other pitcher who's a AAA who's trying to refine their stuff and build up their endurance and get themselves ready to be in the major leagues. So – so tonight, for example, Peter Lambert will have the pitch clock on him because as a rehabbing major leaguer, you are not subject to the pitch clock. Tonight, oh. he does have to deal with the pitch clock for the first time. He's probably going to go four innings, and I'm excited for Pete. You know, I mean, shoot, he was the top pitching prospect in the Rockies organization back in 2019. And, you know, he's really fun to watch when he's on. And so here we go. And meanwhile, the guy for Houston's affiliate, Hunter Brown, he might be the pitcher of the year in, in this league. He's so we got quite out. a pitching matchup. Um, speaking of the, the opposing team, have you got good enough eyes on center fielder Pedro Leon? Is this guy looking like the real deal? Because fingers crossed, I think he's the Astros center fielder of the future. He's good. He's really good. He can play the infield, too. Yeah. He, he's one of these guys who <laughs> kind of like Kirby Puckett in that he's not super big mm-hmm. height-wise, but he just is he is just built like a rock. And he can run, he can hit, he can hit for power. He, he's, he's really good. It's fun to watch, too. So tonight, obviously tonight the game is going to kick off. Or kick off. The first pitch is going to be at 6 on the dot, 6.05. So the pregame is 5.45. Uh, what, who's joining me on the pregame? What's going on with that? Uh, excerpt from the uh, aforementioned podcast with Smart. Joe Martinez. Yeah. So we'll play about four and a half minutes. We basically get to brass tacks, right? There we go. You know, what, what rules are working best and why? And uh, – yeah, get to brass tacks in four and a half minutes, or you can listen to the entire thing on Spotify and all those other places that you listen to podcasts. And it will, yeah, I mean, you got to get the name of it, Josh. I mean, Life, oh, sorry, yeah, that, that's that's bad marketing. Life around the seams. Life oh. around the seams. Okay, that's a pretty good name. Great name. It's and I'm already subscribed, so I'm sure I already have it downloaded. If you already have it up. So I'm excited to catch that on the drive home. Josh, uh, sorry for fumbling on it there for a second. I dropped my phone. Uh, anything we missed? Anything you want to highlight before we cut you loose? Let's see. Um, I think that's, you know, that's that's the main thing. Um, you know, I, I would say that the Rockies played a doubleheader today, and two guys left the game due to – left the game early. Uh-oh. And so <laughs> let's see what the roster is going to look like over the next three or four days, right? Because Daza left the game because he was hurt, and C.J. Crone left the game. I, and maybe that was just because it was a blowout. But I feel like the Rockies have got some decisions to make with their roster here in the next uh, – 24 hours, then again over the next three or four days. So we'll see how that all shakes out. Josh Sushan, thank you so very much for the Ice Tubs insight, and I am excited to tune into the podcast. But, oh, my gosh, I forgot the name of it. What is it one more time? Life Around the Seams. Thank you so very much, friend. Thank you. Appreciate you, Josh. Such a good dude. Such a good dude. I'm like I'm like pulling up my phone. I'm like, I'm like yeah, let me get this stat here real quick. Oh, email st- like froze. I'm like, what? <laughs> Like, iPhone, you work perfect all day when I'm trying to figure out Wordle. iPhone really wants me to download the new uh, update. Oh, I did that. And asking me all day. How'd it go? Is it good? You okay? The update? Everything fine? I mean, I didn't. I, 
I don't really know the difference. Okay. So to me, That's a good thing then. iOSs are like Madden. Like I don't feel like it's changed in the last twenty years. Just little nibbles, little nibbles around the edges. Yeah, you, you don't notice. Well, here's the like the thing I do notice is when you change like the YouTube icon from like the TV to the arrow. But I think that happened even like fifteen years ago. And that's the most recent update thing I can tell you about the iPhone. I'm going to be honest, I never noticed. That's <laughs> <laughs> Also, as I sit across from you with this MacBook and this Apple Watch and this iPad and this iPhone. And You're it, the biggest fanboy. And these I've AirPods. Been. What am I doing with my life? I'm a, big, I'm a big Honeycrisp guy. Yeah? That's my favorite Apple product. That doesn't connect. That's different. <laughs> Is it? It's not the same company. Steven Johnston's going to join us when we get back. He's the head coach of Manzano High School for the football team. Let's talk about it. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Joining us live in studio, Steven Johnston. He's the head football coach over at Manzano. Welcome to the show. Let's go. Oh, I got to turn you up. This is my fault. Welcome to the program, friend. So what happens is in the morning... They turn you down. You're back with us. Okay, good. Good. Hey, hey, buddy. Yeah. That's not so bad. <laughs> Coach Johnson's joining us because you got a big fundraiser coming up for the football team. You're going to yep. do a golf scramble, yep. and you decided to do it during the hours of this program, so your boys can't play. I mean, what's the deal here? I mean, you're, maybe you guys need to find someone to cover for you. That's okay. I mean, I think I think the rest of the world can handle a or few hours. Hear me out. I'll Van Tate. See if he'll come in. Live remote from the golf course. We immediately get off the 18th and go straight to the microphones. I don't hate this plan. I've heard, I've heard worse that, ideas. That is a fantastic plan. We don't. All right, who's sponsoring us? Now that's the question. That's the one we need. Yeah. And the <laughs> problem is we don't leave the golf course in a state that is acceptable for FCC-regulated radio. I cannot swear when I'm intoxicated. Well, can I give you a bleep button? It's, well, we, we always have. have yeah, we got Griffin. Yeah, so, like, our bleep button's name Stephanie. Yeah, she's excellent. <laughs> One of the best in the game. Manzano is throwing a fundraiser because, uh, well, I mean, what? The Booster Club's what? It's their thing? Or this is? Yeah. yeah? This, is our, uh, this is kind of one of our, our biggest fundraiser of the year. And it's, you know, we live in a, in a day and age where we need money. Yeah. And we got to have money to run a program. And to run a program, where, what better to do it way than play some golf? So, uh, it's going to be a Canyon Club. Yeah. And it's, a, I guess, a, it's a very exclusive course. You don't get it to play. is. Okay. You don't get yeah. to play very often. That's the one on the other side of the mountain? Actually, like, I'm more in, no, you're thinking of Paco. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Canyon Club's Four Hills. Yep. So now you have me even more intrigued. From the live chat, go I Monarch. I don't know anyone in that cult, and I really want to golf there. Yeah. Well, we're trying to get in right now is what we're doing. Okay, figure yeah, it out. Yeah, we're trying to figure it out. Figure it out. Because it's next Monday, is that right? Next Monday. Or uh, the 13th, so it's not next Monday. It's okay. Two, two Mondays two from Mondays now. Two Mondays from now. So Monday the 13th, and if you're interested in playing and assisting and helping with the football club, you need to reach out to Denise Garcia. She's the vice president of the Booster Club for Manzano Football. You can contact her at 505-991-0396 or Football at gmail.com. So there you go. So all right. So who comes out in sports? It's all it's all former athletes. It's, it's parents. It's it's who's out there giving you guys the means you need to to put a season together. You know, it, it's it is our community members, yeah. people that are connected to the program, former alumni. Uh, I've done a really good job at helping us. So it's anybody that really wants Monzano to do well. 
And so even if you don't want Manzano to do well, come still play and we'll benefit from the I like benefit that. from it anyways. Yeah, you can root yeah. for the student-athletes. You yeah. can root for the program and then root against the Monarchs on the sure. field. That is also acceptable. Also, the yeah, We'll take it. We'll take you. Come on and <laughs> yeah. play. I don't care if what your ability is or even if you hate us. Come on and play. So what what year is this? How many how many years you guys uh, been doing this? This is now two. Two. It's two. Okay. So we we started when I first got here last year, and okay. then now we're second year of it. There so. you go. And so it's going to start uh, on the thirteenth. That's an eleven a.m. shotgun. Eleven a.m. shotgun. Yeah. Time. So in theory, you put you put four or five hours out there. Uh, you then you go and find a happy hour. You listen yeah. to the boys. Yeah. You're home in time for dinner. Perfect. This is a very good plan. Um, what's it cost? It's four fifty for a team. Okay. Or if you want to pay individually, it's like one twelve fifty. Okay. One twelve fifty. Like we get it down to the penny, man. Yeah. Okay. There's yeah. a little Amber Heard math here. <laughs> also, also teaches math. Yes. Awesome. So, oh. so there's that. How's the how is the football team? How's the state of athletics right now in Manzano? I know APS also has a brand new director. Are you guys excited about that? Oh, I think Adrian's done a really good job. I think you know him pretty well. Huh? Friend well, of the show. Well, well, I'm using first names. Yeah. Uh, I probably say <laughs> Mr. Ortega. Yeah. He's doing a good job. Uh, Coach Ortega. Let's say Coach Ortega. I like that. Uh, there's a lot of changes to APS athletics. You know this. Is only been I'm going in my second year in, in, in APS so there's been a lot of positive changes and a lot of uh, I, I know APS in general has been a certain way for a very very long time right so anyway, the wrong way is what you meant to say well I'm going to keep it uh, yeah positive because <laughs> I don't I mean I don't know any better yeah so what I'm in right now is what I know and there's a lot of good changes I mean being able to put eighth graders in and APS really helps us kind of level the playing field a little bit when we don't have middle school athletics right. or middle school football. That's a good that point. Happens. That's an excellent yeah. point. How many kids are going out for a football team right now? Uh, we've got 80 kids program-wise oh right gosh, now. That's so Wowza. That's so yeah, many impressive. kids. Yeah. They don't have to play both sides of the ball and special teams and carry the water. and You know, we are going to be in shape. Not- <laughs> Man, we are going to be <laughs> in shape. You get a lot of multi-sport athletes? Well, that's what we want. Yeah, uh, we're 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 trying to encourage that as much as possible. We don't want any specialist because, you know, the, I, we try to tell our kids, and the best off season is no off season. So if you're if you're well, yeah, if you're trying to play multiple sports, you're going to get a lot of skills in basketball that you're not going to get in football, or that you're getting in track or in baseball that you're not going to that can help you in football, and vice versa. There's skills that we're do, using in football and developing in strength that they're going to be able to use across multiple so, sports. I mean, you mentioned off season. Like what yeah. after you knock out this golf course and make a bazillion dollars for the program. That's how that's, I see it. We need it. What's the next step for you guys during the off season? So we'll start uh, we'll start football July five, um, July fifth. So we're gonna allow them to use their we're not doing anything football wise during this month of June. It's, I mean organized wise. We're keeping the weight room open. We're saying come on nice. come on, get your lift in from seven to nine in the morning. Um, and then we will start July fifth from six to eight. So Six to eight a.m. in the mornings, and that's that's early for kids, but that's good. So. If you're not available to participate in the scramble on the thirteenth, uh, shotgun started at eleven. Uh, how can individuals just give to the program? How can they be a sponsor or a partner of the tournament or the Monarchs uh, organ, uh, team? Uh, they can get a hold of our booster club and do the same thing. They can still be a whole sponsor, or they can just make a donation to uh, Monzano football. They can get a hold of me, um, and we can I can direct them to where the things need to go and. You know, we'll take, we'll, we'll accept any sort of help people want to give. We're talking to you, friend of the show, Craig. <laughs> John, from, the, from the text line, Monzano High School is my school. Go Monarchs. That's right. Steven, Monarchs. You get some representation here in the texture. Coach Johnson, Stephen Johnson, and the Monzano Monarchs. All right, so here's the question for me. Okay. And I need to know. Okay. 
when it comes to high school football and it comes to figuring it out here in town, whenever you're talking about like athletes going on, we were talking about this off the air, athletes going on and playing at the next level, how important is it that, because I just ran into Jordan Bird the other day at a press conference for the Gladiators, how important is it that those athletes come back and stay connected to these programs? Very, very important. Yeah. I think uh, at least as, as local as they possibly can. And I, it was it was nice because Jordan reached out to me right before Excellent. his camp, and then we were able to promote it to our kids. And especially saying, you know, when you go on to be something even better, because, you know, high school is a very short period of your life. When you go on to do something great in your life, come back and support your local community. They raised you. They, they taught you things. They taught you who the kind of the man that you are and the man that you want to be. Come back and uh, – and pour into it because there was a lot of people that poured into you and a school that poured into you. Your job is to do the same thing too. And Jordan's doing a good job of that really, really for uh, Albuquerque in general. And we even got to see Zach Gentry. I know he's an Eldorado Eagle, but Zach came and got some skills. He's pretty yeah, good. Sure. He's, you know, he is a large, no, he's not small, large man. I, you know, I was, I was still coaching in Artesia when I guess he graduated in 2014 or something like that. And he walked in the door and I said, guys, that's an NFL tight end. Yep. Nah, uh huh. He's like I, me, but in shape. Nah, like, yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, I, I I felt like the smallest person in the world, and he is just <laughs> ginormous. I, I think I've told this story before on air, but I I was out. I was having a late night one night with a with a cat, a local guy here, Brian Erlocker. But this is in Illinois, and I didn't realize that we're, we're we're spending the evening together. And his quads were as big as my two legs put together, and I'm not a small human being. Sure. And I was like, where do you even get jeans? That will control this meat. You got a tailor. You got a tailor jeans. So when when we saw Barry Sanders at the Super Bowl, yeah, like it it looked fake. That's a good point. It looked weird. It's like your legs aren't supposed to be that wide. It's this isn't real. One last time, Stephen, give us that information. Uh, how can people be a part of the golf scramble and how they can, how can they connect with the program? They can go to our website at www.monzonofootball.com and there is a place if they go to fundraisers there's a tab and you just click on our golf tournament you can register a team you can be a whole sponsor there's uh, all sorts of there's a place on there to, to get that done if you can't be a part of the tournament we wish you we want you to still be a part somehow but you can uh, also reach out on that website and help sponsor us in any way you can when's the first game of like for September, first week of September? Is it's going to be – it keeps getting pushed up every year yeah. because our, the state championships is now in Thanksgiving. So it used to be like the first week of December. Yeah. It's in Thanksgiving. First first game for us will be August 20th God, be on a Saturday. crazy. Fast. Yep. It's creeping up. I tell you what. It's it's too fast. Where does summer go? Summer don't even exist anymore. Nope. Doesn't exist. You get a couple well, – we get a few weeks of breath yeah. and then – You get Memorial Day. And that's like <laughs> it. Yeah. What's the what's the outlook on the squad next year? You know, we're again we're still trying to build up those numbers. I think COVID did a number on us participation wise, so we're trying to get our numbers and uh, numbers up to where we want we feel more comfortable. And so we're going to be okay. I think we changed the classification. We were in the highest class. We were in six A and a year ago where we were with the big and uh, with the big dogs. You're playing like Cleveland and uh, uh, Cleveland and Rio Rancho and La Cueva and Sandia, like the big, big guys in our, in, in, our, in our state. And so our enrollment numbers have changed so much in Manzano. We were, uh, a few years ago, we were hovering around 1,700, 1,800 kids. And over the last four years, those numbers have drastically changed to around 1,350. Mm-hmm. And now we've gone, now we're, we've dropped down to uh, 5A, 5A football. And so it'll put us in a district with uh, Valley, uh, Los Alamos, and Del Norte. 
Well, and here's the thing. I live like a block off of Manzano, and now that you just mentioned it, yeah. I've never heard children laughing. <laughs> There's no play. There's no play in my neighborhood. Oh, my. It's a very depressed state. Yeah, dark very fast. Yeah, that, oh. yeah, that took a, a turn I That's wasn't expecting. My goodness. <laughs> I wait for the ice Love, cream. Lovely baseball field. I've played baseball there before. Yeah. The first game I broadcast in town was over at Manzano. Oh, nice. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Without yeah. the laughter of children, apparently. It's, well, I mean, during the football game, it's, there's there's lots of children, but I'm... Well, hopefully there's more cheering than there is. There's, there it is. Yeah. Not, no crying. One. As long as there's no crying. That's the old Tom <laughs> Hanks rule. <It's> the old, <laughs> there's no crying it, in football. We're up against it. We've got a quick question here. Okay. Do you come into a year with like an offensive and defensive strategy? Good question. Or do you let your athletes dictate the direction you go well we have a system in place we've got a system on all three phases special teams offense defense now we uh we have a philosophy we we believe in and then but we tailor it to what our kids can do and we're not we're not so stringent where we say you know you're gonna run the wing t offense or you're gonna be a so we ran it was garbage yeah we ran a wing t well (laughs) we ran a version of the wing t but coach henderson our t just spread the football around a lot but we're, we're not so stringent where we've we have some flexibility that we Use what our kids can do and not try to do something that they can't. Who's playing on your scramble team? Uh, it's going to be me at a fellow coach. Um, actually, one of our the kids from Manzano that she was uh, seventh at the state state golf tournament. Ah, uh, ringer. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Nice. Coach got a ringer. That's yeah. Smart. You're, Super smart. Yeah, baby. Because I'm planning on playing a lot of Army golf. So <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not very good. So there's going to be three coaches plus. Uh, a ringer, yeah, she's but no dead weight, no no TV anchors, no one like that. Oh, no, okay, smart, good move. No, I, yeah. I, I'm probably the dead weight. <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely the worst, worst golfer out there. But you know, Stephen Johnson, the head coach of Monzama. Thank you so very much, brother. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Whenever we Appreciate get you. whenever we get back, John Madden is on the cover of Madden, and it's uh, what's apropos. It's fitting and it's nice. Talk about that when we get back. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back at it. Literally just dove into my seat. I was walking Steven out. That's Coach, nice of Coach you. Johnston. Well, you know, we validate parking here, man. I'm not one to try and flex on anyone, but. But uh, Steven was at the comedy show we did on Saturday. So we. You know, he the little host a little gong show over there at Fusion Theater last Saturday. Sure. And he says to me on the way out, he's like, "Hey, man, you know, I'm not trying to tell you how to do anything, but you could have charged like double for that. That was so funny." Nah. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, that's." Please keep saying all these positive things to me. I really do enjoy that. Seems like a good dude. They got a good program over there. Strong merch too. I really like that purple. Yeah. You know, I'm a big purple guy. You know, I got that Highlands. Yeah, for sure. Purple guy. No doubt. John Madden is back on the cover of Madden for the first time since the year 2000 van. And this is kind of a nice um, homage, if you yeah, will. Yeah, that's, yeah, a little, a little tribute. Yeah, a little tribute. Mm-hmm. Also kind of neat because there hasn't been a single innovation to Madden since the year 2000. So it's nice that they stayed with the same the same cover. I mean, you mentioned it earlier. Like, if you go year to year, you don't notice the changes. No. But if you skip back 20 years, you're like, oh, my God, I'm playing football with rectangles. Right. If you skip back 20 years, you're like, oh, my God, they've taken out so many of the features that I used to enjoy about Madden. <laughs> hey, thank God the Madden curse is over. Is it over? I mean. Is it over? Isn't it? 
I guess. I mean, for a year. Because it's not going to get much worse for old Johnny Madden. I mean, he passed away before he was on the cover, so to be fair. He probably created more NFL fans than anyone else individually in the history of the game. True or false? Um, I would say Steve Fantasy has probably created more fans. That's not one person, though. Steve, the guy who created fantasy football. If you were calling, if you were taking like the Republican approach and saying that ideas and businesses are people, Mm -hmm. then yes, you're correct. Yes. If you were taking the actual approach of talking about an actual person, I think it's John Madden. Uh, I would tend to agree with you. Did you watch the um, the doc on his life? Oh, like last winter? Yeah. Or two winters ago? No, it was last year. COVID, man. Yeah, it was it was last year. COVID years are weird. Duh. It was very strong work. I only recently stopped identifying as COVID survivor. Why? You're a COVID survivor forever. Yeah, it was exclusive for a while, but now kind of like everyone is. And also, to be fair. Yeah. <clears throat> use your words. To be fair. Oh, I got distracted by your dumb cell phone. <laughs> Sorry. To be fair. To be fair. People don't even know like what he is anymore. Like, is he a coach? Is he the video game guy? Is he the commentator? I think we had this like, talk when he passed, and I think he's got Eddie. He's got, um, oh, who's the lead singer of Foo Fighters? Uh, Dave Grohl. He's got Dave Grohl rules where he can be a singer, he can be a musician, he can be a producer, he can be a really bad director. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he can do them all. 45 minutes left of the program because Ice Tips Baseball is tonight. Need to get a W, boys. Need a need, W. Need a few. Need to string a few together. Some NFL talk and much more when we get back. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. K240BL Albuquerque is 95.9 FM. AM 610 KNML Albuquerque. The Sports Animal. Proud to be a cumulus media station. Even if they're not that proud of us. Now, now betting for the for Sports, the sports animal, animal, your, your afternoon, afternoon drive. drive. Number two, two, men on, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. And And in the the on-deck circle, Robert Robert Buck D. Gibson. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. NBA championship starts tomorrow, Van. Did you see that? Um, sorry, but we have uh, a bummer of some breaking news All right, right now. Give me some breaking news. Is it about Larry Barker? Just uh, alerted by a friend of the show, Travis, in the text line here. R.I.P. Cowboys running back Marion Barber the third. What? Found dead in his apartment by Frisco police. What? Less than an hour ago. So you're, this is not one that we touch base on during the break. You're handing it to me right now. Yes, I am, because I just saw it 30 seconds ago. The cause of his death is unknown, was found unresponsive. Someone, The police were out on a welfare check. 38 years old, his 39th birthday, less than 10 days from now. Seven years in the NFL, six for the Cowboys. He's pretty good. It's a shame. I'm sure a lot of more information is going to come out 
as more information arises. Rest in peace, Cowboys running back Marion Barber III. Ooh, I don't like that. You just got off work and got in your car, wrapping up your day. We're sorry to slap you with this bummer. There had been some talk that he was kind of down and out pretty bad. I know that was a conversation from Des Bryant um, about a year ago, I guess. So... And also, if you remember, like, I think it had something to do with, like, Des Bryant was working on some sort of, like, Carney-style, like, snake oil cures what ails you kind of business or something. And he was kind of using Marion Barber as an example of how he could help people. Oh, my. It was gross. But Okay. That I did not know. Yeah. Well, we didn't talk about it because it was stupid, you know, but... Ugh. Condolences to the Barber family. Condolences to Cowboys Nation. Young man taken too soon. Yeah, this is, I mean, obviously, you know, hashtag Uvalde. You know, you don't always want to turn something into something that's not. But, you know, obviously, like Marion Barber was a guy who had some demons. And, you know, the NFL with what it is with, and uh, this is not prepared. This is just coming to you pretty right. organically here. The The way the NFL is set up, you know, there's the possibility of so many resources and there's a possibility of so many different avenues to help individuals. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you we know anything about cause of death. We don't. We This is 20 minutes old, according to Yahoo. Right. But wellness is so very important. Right. And... I think I've just, you know, championed the idea that the NFL does not care. You know, that we just have repeated example after repeated example. I'm not saying I know that's what this is, but I think there was a story when he, he was, like, trying to tackle moving cars and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A couple years ago, he was, you know, trying to stop traffic, just ran in the traffic, trying to play football with cars, which uh, cars are going to win every time. Well, and you don't get a nickname like Marion the Barbarian, mm. you know, because you avoid head-on collisions with people sure. on the field. You go to you go to Notre Dame? Is that where you went? I, I feel like, and this is just me speculating, Yeah, that the NFL is so reactive. It's not proactive on any of these problems. CTE... Uh, drug abuse, steroid use. Right. It's not until way after the fact that they do anything about it. And this is the kind of thing that you see. Situations like this is the fallout of them not taking care of their employees or contractors or, you know, however they're technically termed. But NFL players are a second thought to profit. And this is what happens to these people who put their health and mental health on the line and those who are wildly unlucky, who have some kind of predisposition to their body failing them or their mental health failing them, this is the fallout. You're seeing what's happening in real time. You know what's like kind of crazy about it? And we're in so many years of it now where it should almost not feel crazy. But it's the real-time access to like 
information and the real-time access to learning about these things. And I'll tell you what is like exactly parallel to that is the real-time access to like resources and help. And, you know, unfortunately, and the, the NFL is not the only example. There's a lot of career paths that are this example. But so many young men yearn for direction and they yearn for supervision and they yearn for critique and grading. And I know like a lot of friends of the show listening right now is like, Fred, what are you talking about? My own man. I hit my boss. But I'm telling you, like, like you're saying exclusive, like, like young adults, men, women, whatever. I'm telling you, there's a very high percent that crave structure. Yes. Uh, But unfortunately they don't necessarily have the skill set to provide that for themselves. So they attach themselves to, to what? Like, Industry and fields that are strong in the military. Sure. Professional athletics. Sure. Like the, and not everyone becomes a professional athlete. You know what I'm trying to say here. Sure. And whenever you, you know, remove that part of a person's life, there's just a void. And it's the support network. Not only is it the structure, not only is it the routine of what they have to do to maintain their position. It's a camaraderie. It's the support. It's the brotherhood. You finish that, poof, all that's gone. The next thing you know, all this mental health stuff arises and you're selling snake oil for Des Bryant and then you're chasing cars. You don't have that support anymore. You don't have that structure anymore. Well, I'm like, not to specifically put it on Dallas because I don't think that's fair. It's it's all across the board. It's all across the board. You but... see it on just about every team every couple of years. Terry Glenn a couple years ago. I mean, there's a, I mean, I, and I said a couple years ago, there's no reason I should have. We could find there's more examples multiple people I will ever be able to think of. Ooh, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It's too young. And you know what the thing is about the thing is you're going to get like a report. And we we're talking about Dwayne Haskins a couple weeks ago. You're going to get a report and it's going to be a lie. It's going to be just not factual. They're going to say he had a pre-existing condition. They're going to sure. say there's some, and eventually the truth will come out. But by that time, the news cycle is cycled out. Like the NFL, when it comes to former players dying of what is more than likely CTE-related illness, disease, and consequence, it has a playbook. Just like the NRA has a playbook when mass shootings occur. Yeah, you know it's it's gross for for those of you. Keeping score at home, there's been seven mass shooting since the mass shooting in Texas. Mm. So, yes, you didn't hear anything in the news about every single one of those, did you? Just the super egregious ones. And you don't hear everything in the news about somebody from the NFL with mental health issues or physical issues that they can't take care of anymore, whichever one contributed to this. I'm speculating, obviously. Yeah. But poof, like you said, it's out of the news cycle. It's on to the next one. And a couple days, this will be gone too until the next one happens. And it won't be until that really big egregious one until the NFL will take the next step for other retired people. players or yeah. whatever it may be. Well, and what it will take is, I even said this on social media today. I don't, I don't know if all the friends of the show don't follow me on social media, but... On social media today, I was everything is cool until you harm yourself or somewhere else. If you put yourself or someone else in harm's way, and what it's going to take is, is one of these to affect others. 
Because, like, if you remember on Marion Barber, this is, again, off the top of my head, not super prepared for this breaking news. But didn't he get caught, like, taking a gun to church a couple years ago? And then that was part of the parking lot thing because that's where he got so fired up. And I might not have that story exactly correct. I don't recall. But you're talking about, like, there are lots and lots of examples. There are lots of, like, there's a, um, here's your sign. You know, and and people are, they're there. So where is that organization that, and I'll, I'll even say your name. Where's that organization where you go and find a guy who's like Van Nunley that like, number one, has the compassion, number two, has the understanding, number three, can lead men. And you say, hey, NFL, we will watch. Like, we'll be, like, we're there. We got it. Let us go help. Hey, we recognize it'll be hard. Hey, we recognize it'll be some money. But the exact same amount of money, NFL, that you put into shutting down, covering up, curtailing, changing stories, you put that money into assistance and care and effort because it's the same energy out. I have this talk with everyone. You, me and you talk about this all the time. Sure do. Is is the reward worth the rub? I say that all the time. If you go in and you put the rub in the right direction, in the right place, you're going to get rewarded in the right way as opposed to putting that exact same rub and uh, cleaning up. Like it's... I don't know, it's sad and unfortunate. Well, being, being proactive for these physical and mental health issues that lead to the deterioration of ex-NFL players as human beings, not yeah. as players, as human beings, you have to be proactive with their, their care after the game. And it can't be something run by the NFL. Like you made a wonderful suggestion that you know somebody needs to track and, and monitor and be proactive on the help, but it has to be an independent entity. It can't be run by the NFL because after that, it's just going to be collusion. Then it's just going to be cover-up after cover-up. There needs to be an independent organization that gets paid by the NFL or the Players Association or whatever to do this, to track this. Went to Minnesota, so there you go. Yeah, I – In his play style, if you recall, and Dallas Cowboy fan recalls, Dallas Cowboy fan is here in the 505. Yeah. He played a lot like Derrick Henry before – Derrick Henry was like a household name. Punished a lot of linebackers, for sure. Yeah. I don't like it. Gone too soon, Marion Barber. The third. Bummer. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. D, Sports Animal. A little NBA talk, man. Steph Curry is about to take his Golden State Warriors to another championship. You think Jason can pull it off, being serious? Um, if anyone's going to pull it off, it's going to be a brilliant defensive game plan from the Celtics. That's the only way they're going to do this. I think the Celtics are outmatched. They're starters. I think they're outmatched on the bench. I think the Warriors are finally healthy. They're back to their earlier powers. But who knows? That's why they play the game, right? Jordan Poole is much better than he should be. Andrew Wiggins is long time coming. I mean, to the victor go the spoils. Like, oh, my God. Like, when the Warriors got Wiggins, I'm like, oh, my God, this kid's a number one draft pick. Yeah. How does he wind up on the Warriors? Looney is playing unreal. Yeah. They're just loaded. They're loaded. Kevin Durant who? So that's – you want to have that conversation? I'll have it because when did he leave? Three years ago? Mm Mm-hmm. 
that first year, Curry's hurt. They win what? 20 games? Top my head numbers. Don't at the show. Don't care. <laughs> year two, playing game for the playoffs, and Thompson's hurt. And so Curry being hurt in the first year post-Durant, AD, <laughs> and then Clay Thompson in year two AD, both of those are as significant as they get. But in the first, in the first like full year, recognizing that Thompson came back a little bit during, Kevin Durant who? Kevin Durant was never part of this thing. Kevin Durant was just fortunate to be here, right? Recognizing his two finals MVPs. Yes. Recognizing. He is a very good player. He is top five in the NBA, probably, what, top ten all time maybe? Who? Kevin Durant. You're an idiot. There's no way. He's the most – I think he's the second best offensive player in the history of the game. Didn't put him behind Steph Curry. Because Steph Curry's about to have more ships. Well, talking career, sure. But I'm talking about ability on the court. Kevin Durant's an absolute freak of nature. Steph already got more. What am I even saying? But he's also down pillow soft and has a series of horrible decisions. He did so many dumb, like, pudding tough things. Exactly. That he'll never escape that stuff. Because he's not that dude no more, for real. He don't have burner accounts on Twitter. Like now when you Because he learned his lesson did. from the first two burner accounts. When he gets added. That's legit one of the most pathetic things in the history of sports is you create Oh, in the history create, of life. You create a well, cause well that happens a lot on Twitter already. But like for a professional player of his status to be so soft, you gotta create hey, a Twitter account. Not just athlete though, like anyone influencer, entertainer, personality, whatever. That you and I live in the world of entertainment. You know how many burner accounts I got to up my my content? Zero. Same. My numbers are my numbers. Never have, never will. No. You know what my one burner account is for? When I used to run the Boys and Girls Club. Oh, I thought you were going to say grinder. No. Oh, okay. No, it's not a burner. <laughs> it's the real deal, baby. <laughs> when I used to run the Boys and Girls Club, I would use it to like join like the like the work groups and stuff for the kids, just to see what dumb stuff they were doing. Uh, That's the only reason I had one. Okay. Thought I, you meant like a fake email so you get like free Papa John's once a year, like that? No. Did you <laughs> do like I, an after-school program? When I ran the Boys and Girls Club? Yes. Yeah, we had lots of that stuff. We have, hey, and by the way, today's a big camp day, like all the camps are starting today. Yeah. The YMCA's camp started today. Yeah. Packed out with kids at the Y today. Nuts. Well, I used to do after-school with the YMCA, Aww, and it was no. fun. You a crafts girl? You know arts and crafts? No, I unfortunately had middle schoolers and had to do the sexual education program. Okay, I don't. Yeah, I would not be comfortable in that world. Oh my goodness! It is the most important part of that time in my life, though. Like to be able to explain, like, I would just play salt and pepper if I had that. Let's talk about sorry. Yeah, maybe. Let's talk about you. Just do my dirt on the hands. All the right things and the bad things. My job's done here. But it's crazy that age, they are a little wild, but they just are in so need of like a structure. And so it's so it's it's such a great time to come into someone's life at that age. I just talked about it. Kids yearn for structure. Need it. They need it. What are you now, Fred? I'm telling you what I know. 
You know what a kid loves? Bedtime. You know when? When they have to wake up early. Structure is key. Steph Curry got it. He'll be better than Kevin Durant. Kevin Jokester Durant, who sucks. <laughs> That's the problem, too, because LeBron James was so damn good for so damn long. Everyone else just sucks. You know, I bet Kyrie and KD haven't texted each other in a couple weeks because a conference final started, and they're like, oh, crap. Both of our former teams are about to be in the NBA Finals. Yeah, both these teams are better without us? Yeah. Addition by subtraction. Kyrie, Celtics got better without Kyrie. Warriors are still amazing without KD. They're just sitting here on the, the beaches of Aruba or wherever they so, go in the offseason. I'll tell you what this one is for the Celtics. This is a preview for the Celtics. I agree. Because this is a teaser. Because mm -hmm. this is Jason Tatum. Because I promise you this, he about to have the number one jersey in the NBA. Because not everyone watches him the way that they should. And you're like, Brad, that's the Celtics. They're real popular. I'll tell you what, they're, they're hated by no. a lot of other fan bases. People yeah. refuse to watch them. It's a good point because people do not watch the Celtics for players. They watch it because of the team. Yeah, I agree. The folklore behind the Celtics. No one says, oh, my God, the Celtics are on. Let's watch Jason Tatum. People are like, oh, my God, Lakers-Celtics is on. Let's watch this classic battle of basketball teams. How quick, though, you're about to see number 22 Chaminade jerseys because that's where Jason Tatum went to high school. Just the same way you saw Kobe Bryant jerseys. Just the same way, like all that lower Marion high. Lower Marion, yeah. Like what's the one LeBron went to? Saint whatever's. And I, I honestly, anything could happen. And I love NBA Finals. It won't. Such a battle. Anything could happen. But I got the the Warriors winning this one four pretty and easily. Four. Nah, Celtics will take one or two. Where in San Francisco? No. It don't matter. I mean, it's it's a live by the three, die by the three league. If you could play good defense against the Warriors and contest their three pointers, you got a shot. Everything you're saying is why they will lose. But I think the Celtics build off of this because the Celtics have salary cap room. The Celtics have draft capital. The Celtics have a young core that really good role players want to play with. We talk about this all the time. Like all the time, we talk about this. Salary cap does not matter. Well, you could just fudge it every year. Every year, forever, ever. And also, live by three, die by three. I'm just going to name a couple guys for you. Hear me out. Steph Curry. Oh, heard of him. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> Clay Thompson. He's Jor decent. Jordan Poole is like a weird honorary splash brother. Yeah, yeah. Gary Payton Jr. strokes He's it. a splash cousin. Andrew Wiggins. Andre Iguodala, former finals MVP. Andre Iguodala. Defensive player of the year. Are you kidding me? Draymond. It's a team that just goes. Draymond has been, not his mouth, but his play on the court has been so underrated for so long. He's the best player on, what, 20 NBA teams? And he's the third best one on the Warriors? Dog, he is the fourth. Poole has got that good. <laughs> uh, eh. He's the fifth. Wiggins mm. is that good. Mm. They are it, though, right? They And also these two teams, which I don't know if we've talked about a ton, kind of the cores, like the leading point scorers, like the leading guys, they're all that team guys. 
Look at this behind the glass here. We got a big old producer party back here. With the Warriors, with Curry and Thompson and Green, those are all Golden State guys. With the Celtics, with Tatum and your favorite player, Jalen Brown, like this is like that's a Celtics team. I'm what's the other kid's name? Smart, Marcus Smart. Yes. Like these are all Celtics guys. Al Horford. Well, Al Horford. The goat. The mean, ghost of Al Horford. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> the legacy. But it's, a, but it's a team team. Jason Tatum is a superstar, but he doesn't take over a game like a superstar. Oh, he do though. That's what I'm saying. When when although this, he did not against Miami. You're right. Right. Yeah, they they beat Miami as a team, not as a guy, not as a team that has a superstar. So, because is that because they don't know how to close it out? Because I would agree with you on that. Because I don't think it's six eight can handle the ball like a six one can do anything on the floor. Twenty mm-hmm. four year old superstar from St. Louis, Missouri, Jason Tatum. That's the problem. I think it's that team not knowing that when you're up by twelve with two minutes left, that you give it to Tatum every possession. And let them take it down to four seconds, three seconds. And no offense to Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown, lots of offense to them, actually. They don't need to be shooting threes on dishes because you only need two more baskets in the final two minutes. Tatum's going to get you one out of six possessions. He's going to get you two out of eight possessions. There's no doubt. No, they'll, they'll get triple digits no matter what. But how can they quiet the offensive force of the Warriors? Is Ime, Ime Adoku? I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. Yeah, that's close enough. Coach, coach Celtics coach, whatever his name is. Is he that big of a tactical genius that he could shut down the Warriors this series? He's not. Does he have, like, I mean, he's great. But I don't know. There was a, I saw an article today, something, something, Yahoo Sports, don't matter. But the article is about how Marcus Smart is the glue on the Celtics team. And he's the one who early in the year put Tatum in his place and brought like the cohesion of the team. And I feel like whenever those types of stories come out, it's Vegas trying to trick you. Nah. Okay. Because I just don't for a second believe any of it. I mean, only one major prognosticator picked the Celtics. It's overwhelmingly Who picked the Celtics? Warriors favorites. I forget. Was it Bleacher Report? Oh, did they? I think so. So I think they're pretty obvious in their their front runningness, and they should go with the Warriors. If you'd have been like, no, you're talking about five thirty eight, the Boston Herald. Five thirty eight took the Celtics. Is that who it was? Yeah, I read and, an article. And five thirty eight thinks that they're the smartest sports fan in the room. Five thirty eight is the fanatic of sports. That's the loser fandom of sports. I know more than you. That's not our show. No. <laughs> 538 is, if you see 538 at the bar and you're wearing like a Jason Tatum jersey, name all 14 years that the Celtics won the championship or take that jersey off, poser. <laughs> That's 538. The Celtics have been in 22 finals appearances. Don't you know that you're disrespecting the team by not wearing a jersey specific to every decade? They've had the same decade, uh, the same jersey forever. Now you want to talk primo long con? Yeah, the Celtics here. Obviously, I want to talk primo long con. You got you got about forty five seconds. Okay, that's all I need. After the Celtics' big three won the championship mm-hmm. in their first year together, correct? They had the lackluster year, and then the Boston punted everybody. Right, traded them with the Nets. 
Nets tried to get sloppy seconds on Celtics Brig 3, okay? Cool. The Nets got Kevin Darnett, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Jason Terry, DJ White in that trade, okay? Celtics got five role players, three first-round picks, 2016 first-round pick, Jalen Brown. 2017 first-round pick, Jason Tatum. They turned their one championship, punted it to the loser Nets, and then about to maybe potentially win another one. From friend of the show, friend in real life, Frank Holloway, the Celtics only have 21 finals appearances until the tip-off of the finals. Well, here's the thing, Frank. You are 538. (laughs) (laughs) From the live chat, you're right, Fred, about kids. They do love structure. I know. Yeah. I also love structure. I'm a kid at heart. When we get back, we wrap this thing off, hand it off to Josh Sushan and the Albuquerque Isotopes Radio Network. It's two men on. Live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico. Spend our evenings at the aforementioned Hollow Spirits. And welcome to the program, Teller Vodka. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Joining us from KKOB... Mike Vitale. Mike, welcome to the program. Oh, what a day. What a day. <laughs> how's, uh, how's conservative talk over there, you guys? It's booming. It's always there. And it's, yeah. it's a rocking and rolling station. It's like a big freight train. It just keeps rolling, and you got to just manage it. <laughs> a lot of hot Amber Heard takes over there. Yeah. Today, you know, oof. She's an idiot, huh? Are you Are you on Team Amber like us? Yeah. No, I always thought he was. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I always thought there was something wrong with her, but it's kind of interesting that a lot of people really, really loved it. I agree. I mean, it was just that's what got to me how popular it got. People would make popcorn and sit there on their couch and watch it. I stopped. I, I was late for work today. I I text our boss and I was like, "Hey, weirdest sentence I'm ever going to say. <laughs> I'm late because I'm watching the herd Depp verdict." Uh huh. Weird. It's not it's the like OJ, a, but it's it's a diet OJ. Sure. Does it, do you feel that way? Do you feel like it's diet OJ? Just with just the, the the kind of you know publicity it's drawn. Why has it captivated so? Because it's friggin' Johnny Depp. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. You know what? Because it's she like pooped in his bed. Like, <laughs> why did she do that? I can't. like I watched the trial. I really don't know what her motivation was behind that. I think just to na 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 na. I think that's what it was. It's like, you're a loser. I own you. There were holes in her, you know, defense. Oh, there. I thought you were going to say. Yeah, uh, they were going to go another direction with that. No, there that's is. where poo comes from. <laughs> I don't like that Yeah, she's a, she was a, I don't know what you call it legally, but I call it a, a liar. She is a, she's a liar, a lying liar. The, you know what I thought was the thing about it, though? was the we've been talking about top gun a lot obviously mm-hmm. so pete mitchell the character that tom cruise plays in top gun the main guy is that his name i think that's his name right pete M- pete maverick mitchell that's his name right i thought his name was maverick pete i got the same first and last name like maverick maverick <laughs> i'm not i'm not saying you're wrong okay like but i'm i i think i'm correct show me the birth certificate where does it say pete <laughs> <laughs> so it was like you know, super hot Tom Cruise chasing around Kelly McGillis in the first movie, and now he's chasing around um, other pretty girl in this movie. Oh, Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, wow. Crush. That, 
and like it, a thirty-year crush on Jennifer Connelly. How old am I? It, a twenty-five-year-old <laughs> crush on Jennifer Connelly. Here's the thing about Tom Cruise. What is he like? Sixty? He's fifty-nine. Tom Cruise is fifty-nine. Yeah. You got Scientology money. Of course, he's not going to age. Oh, he can just buy back years. And, yeah, and in plastic surgery. You get in, infused with those dolphin tears and the baby's blood. Like you don't age a day. And then. Cryo chambers. Oh my he God. sleeps in a cryo chamber. Does he really? Like friggin' Boba Fett. Johnny Depp's 58. What? He does now if he didn't before. That's Keanu Reeves is 58 as well. Like all these like really good looking dudes. Are you talking about these Highlanders? Yes. These friggin' vampires who haven't aged a day in 30 years. And that's why like me, you, and Vital, who are all like, what? I mean, what's fair? Like aggressive fives? Like we're like middle of the road, like sixes? Yeah, I'm a solid six. Yeah, I would say like you're a Friday night four. I mean, I'm a I'm a three beer seven. Oh, a hundred percent. You're a hundred percent a three beer seven. I'm a three beer seven. Yeah, but it's got to be dimly lit. Uh, duh, and there has to be a form of entertainment <laughs> surrounding it, us. It can't be you. If it's really dimly lit and there's candlelight, I might be a three beer Albuquerque eight. Griffin, what is what is Van? Is he a is he cl- is he a there's a five thirty eight? Ask a Marie. Oh, a Marie's gonna say a Marie will yeah, throw jokes. On, so, Albuquerque. Sober eight. six. There we go. Oh, okay. Okay, hold on. Hey, Marie just put you over. Sober? In Albuquerque. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> she either buried Albuquerque. Like, where are we in the world? And that's what your number is based yeah, on. Yeah, South Valley 7. So <laughs> that's what about the, like, this court case was so neat because you see super hot Johnny Depp chasing a gal. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it happens to everyone. She real like, birdie. Yeah, like, not just, chicks don't come to Maverick. Maverick chases chicks. And that doesn't make sense to us in our mind, but it does because I just saw it in real life. Right. And I got the feeling that he was very much, very wildly in love. And he tried to do everything to make it work, including getting beaten down physically, mentally, emotionally, getting poop on his pillow. It takes a lot. I tell you what, I am currently in love. His threshold is quite high. I would draw the line. I draw the line at pooping on my pillow. (laughs) That's a very clear line. I don't even let it get to that point. We don't need to talk Mason Dixon, like the poop line. Like, that's right there. That's a real line. Do not cross that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Like physical assault? Like, hey, there's another one. I'm I'm stopping right there. I've never been physically assaulted, but I think that would come before the line. I don't know. Also, I'm dating a girl that could totally beat me up, so that is definitely the line. Uh, to be fair. Um, to be fair. To be fair. Most of the girls you've ever dated could totally beat you up. You're a small <laughs> stature. I'm Kevin Durant soft. Griffin is bigger than you. That's, that's why Amory gave me that extra point is because I'm, I'm so beat upable. Today's I-9 varsity. <laughs> Today's I-9 varsity I'm league office. Of you. I'm going to start beating you up, picking a fight with you. <laughs> league <laughs> office 280 at i9sports.com, 505-312-4999. The I-9 varsity of Johnny Depp movies. I'll cut to the chase, boys. I'm going to go with the Pirates movies, one through five. Excellent. So. What about the sixth one that's coming out as soon as humanly possible? I, uh, even, sure. Even in those movies, he sounds like he's drunk. <laughs> this, it's hard to hear. A, part of the character. It's hard to hear yeah, a lot yeah. of that he, uh, character. He mixed. I'm a swashbuckling pirate. Spot on. Cut that off. Oh, that's great. That's great work. We need that one. Would you like to be in Pirate 6, Vital? They'll put that on the drop. Oops. Hey, also, I've never seen Pirates of the Caribbean. They're heck along, right? I've seen the first one. Yeah, the first one. It's wildly entertaining. What is the best one? I'm really not into movies based on video games or movies based on theme park rides. <laughs> but luckily, they're good enough to cast Johnny Depp. Oh, what I was saying was... 
apparently uh, Jack Sparrow was his Hunter S. Thompson character mixed with Keith Richards. There you go. Yeah, so there you go. Any final words, man? Too much for the time allotted, my friend, but whatever we did not cover, make sure you check out tomorrow morning on the opening drive with Jeff, JJ, and Amory. Mike Vital, thank you. Thanks for having me on, guys. Good, Love you. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.